Welcome to the Gospel Sports Truth Podcast. I'm your Jose, along with my guys, Young Vander and King Ron, bringing you the truth unapologetically as we see it. We'll be deep diving into the world of hot topics and sports, current events. I thank you guys so much for joining us. I know a lot of you are loyal listeners from the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast. Thank you for joining um, and then some of you are brand new, uh, but we're going to give you a little bit of a different kind of a flavor, but I guarantee you'll like it. Make sure you follow us on YouTube at the Gospel STP and, all, and we'll be on all major podcasting platforms as well. You'll be able to catch us on the Facebook group and I think you'll be able to catch us on the Instagram group. We'll be able to make sure you get the details on that. Um, the next show, we'll make sure you get that information. Welcome aboard. We're going to make sure that you are thoroughly entertained and that you get good information for whatever happens to be going on at the time. We're going to go ahead and hop right into it. I'm a little bit of melancholy news to start out with. Your boy, John ja Morant, finally got in the game and now is having to have season ending shoulder surgery. So, um, you know, he got in, he had the Know, the first couple of games, clutch uh, shots at the end of the game to win it for his team, and now he's out for the year. So how do y'all foresee that? Uh, I guess, does that kind of taint the team this year, or does your boy uh, Marcus Smart have the opportunity now to kind of fill Josh's shoes, and hopefully they can still do something in the same semblance of where they might have been able to go with Josh? Um, it just pretty much confirmed them being in the lottery. They probably would be the worst team in the league, you know, like Detroit, one of these teams. But I definitely think uh, they was one of I think it was six games, had like six wins before Ja came back. A little bit more of that probably will continue. I mean, Marcus Smart, he's a decent guard, but he's no Ja Morant. Um, so they're definitely going to miss that production. Um, I just see them being a lottery team and hopefully they get a higher draft pick next year and then they can build with what they currently have moving forward. Same way. It's not like a. Not like the you know, like the Spurs. I'm a Spurs fan, so I got to use a Spurs reference. Like you remember when the Spurs was actually a pretty decent team, and Tim and David Robinson broke his foot, put him in a and put put an already playoff contending team in the lottery. Of course, it was not not number one pick wise, but uh, what I think is a blessing in disguise for Memphis that like they're going to be in the lottery. They already had a contending team before that, so now they can take that lottery pick and maybe trade them for a, a nice veteran because I I think they have enough young stars already. So if they can find somebody that they can get off that pick with, if it's top, like you say, it's going to be top 13, 14, uh, get off for a good veteran player, maybe a late round pick. And I think it's, it'll be a blessing in disguise for them. Um, I thought they was going to make the play-in game. I thought they was going to at least catch that 10, that 10 spot. Because uh, like uh, Barry alluded to earlier, they had six wins prior, and I think they won like four or five in a row as soon as he got there. So I thought he was at least going to try to contend uh, – for that uh, playing a game spot, but it's more of a blessing in disguise. Because I didn't think it was going to win this year anyway. I got you. I got you. I don't know. I don't know if y'all saw the interview with the Raptors head coach after they lost to the Lakers by one point. After the Lakers got twenty three free throws in the fourth quarter. I'm a Laker fan, so I, I kind of agree with LeBron. You know, y'all was fighting and we wasn't. But I also, I mean, that's that's a tough pill to swallow. I, 23 fouls called on you in the fourth quarter alone, like that's that's a tough pill to swallow, even with being a Lakers fan. I don't know if y'all got a chance to catch that interview or to catch that game, but is this a little bit of that, um, you know, Vegas house call, if you will, <laughs> at the end of that game they had to do what they had to do? 
Or did you really feel like, you know, they were fouling that much and the Lakers weren't fouling at all and the coach was kind of off kilter with his comments? Well, that could be a couple things. Number one, let me know what the spread was on that game. <laughs> Two, what was the lead going into the fourth quarter? And three, fouls are like holding in football. You can call it every play. You know what I mean? So it was just one of those things they probably decided to call it to see if they was going to, you know, switch which way they was going to move the game. You know what I'm saying? So I would like to know what the spread was on that game and what was the lead going into the fourth quarter. And then that would probably give you an answer that you're looking for as far as it being, you know, a revenue-driven uh, game. We're going to definitely get into some uh, holding and uh, pass interference and then calls in just a second here. But what you got on that, Moran? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's it's ridiculous, to be honest with you. Like, to get – like, for it to be that lopsided. But uh, also, too, um, and I didn't see the game uh, per se, but I just saw the interview and I saw the stats or whatever. It just depends on if – like, who would – even though it's an absurd uh, discrepancy between the two, it just depends on what type of basketball were they playing. Was Were the Lakers driving to the hole or were, were the um, the uh, um, other other team – I can't remember who you said it was again. Were they just shooting jumpers? The like The Raptors, yeah. Were they just shooting jumpers? Like, I got to see exactly how it played. But just to, on the surface, it, that's absurd for that. Like, I, I would be upset also for that foul discrepancy. But uh, also, too <clears> – <throat> Uh, and I kind of look at it anytime I see somebody like LeBron, Shaq, or anybody else, whatever. I feel like, man, they you you owe them calls anyway because they literally get fouled every play, pretty much. So you know, just get a little bit of payback in, <laughs> get a little bit of payback in there. Just for the calls that we missed the last three games, we're gonna give you something right here because you know that's how it is. But yeah, that's a big discrepancy. So I can see why the coach went off though. A little bit more uh, current events or news, if you will. The GOAT, Nick Saban. Oh, Tricky Nicky is calling it a quiz. Um, this was something that I I did not see coming, like, at all. Um, completely surprised me, but it looks like Nick Saban is on his way out the door. Um, they're saying that a few names that are out there right now, um, the guy, I think his name is Lennon, um, last name Lennon from Oregon, the Oregon head coach, uh, Dabble Sweeney, and I, I even saw Lane Kiffin's name thrown out there, but they're going to have to replace Nick Saban. And um, those are going to be some big shoes to fill. I don't know how the players are going to feel about it. If if they already knew and had to keep it under wraps, or if you're going to see a mass exodus to the transfer portal, um, you already had <laughs> Sh Shadur uh, Sanders already put his bid in. Hey, you know, Bama players come holler at us, you know? So, you know, that's the transfer portal capital of college football out there in Colorado right now. So what are your thoughts as far as Nick Saban leaving Alabama or retiring? And uh, what are your thoughts as far as his replacement is concerned? Well, you know, my thought on it is uh, he's been pushed out. You know, you know, it's this, this new NIL wave, this new wave, he can't, he can't hang. You know what I'm saying? He can't hang. Um, I think he experienced that this past year. Even though they had a decent season, I think he's he's seeing what where this thing is heading. Um, I don't think the players know because I mean we just had a five star recruit, a uh, wide receiver who just decommitted. So in the That's next true. couple of in the next couple of days, you're probably going to see a lot of guys hopping in that portal um, and, and going elsewhere. As far as the coaching search. At first, I was thinking, okay, this might be sweet for Dabo, 
you know, him being an alum, um, mm-hmm. him being, you know, that number one recruit in Alabama at one point in time. But his buyout is kind of crazy. Um, and actually some verbiage in there where if Alabama was to come, it would exercise like a, whatever the buyout is, like that and a half. So oh. Alabama was, yeah, so <laughs> wow. they kind of knew this could possibly be happening. Somebody but, knew. <laughs> yeah. So his, his buyout is like 60 million. So basically, if he goes to Alabama, it's 90 million. So I don't know if Alabama going to play that healthy price tag in order to get like a Dabo Sweeney. Um, he seemed like the sweeter pick. But um, like you say, Lane Kiflin, um, I'm not going to say Sarkeesian. You know, some of these guys has already been in Alabama. Maybe even we see uh, uh, what's my, the OC at the Patriots. Um, Bill, oh, O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Yeah, Bill yeah. O'Brien was there at one point. I mean, so, yeah. Shark is doing his thing with Texas, so I mean, I, and it's 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 more money out there in Texas, and with the NIL situation going on, that might actually be the better spot to accumulate talent. And they're going, um, Texas is going to the SEC, so you know, perfect storm for uh, for Sark actually. But yeah. which I don't know. Wrong? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I think we just see the fall of Alabama. I think this is it. I think it's we're gonna start seeing that, you know, because they haven't changed with the times. Well, they was the only one doing it. Well, they was one of the only ones in Ireland when everybody wasn't. So not yeah. everybody. Well, that's not true, too. No, <laughs> everybody done caught up with him. <clears throat> I, I think um, with Bama, I think, um, like, I initially thought Dabo at 1.2. Um, but I don't, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't think they're going to go super, like, big, like, in it. Like, not a Dabo name. Like I think, it, like you said, the guy who was mentioned earlier, and like I said, I can't remember what his name was, but uh, uh from Oregon or uh, yeah, Lane Kiffin, or... exactly. And I, I think Lane Kiffin is, I think he's overrated. So I think you, you might as well give somebody else another. Uh, now I want to say I think he's more of a coordinator than coach, in my opinion. Um, let me see what the guy's name was. I can't it's remember. Like I can't Manning or something like that. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I thought I had it. I thought it was on my phone. Yeah, but it, I think it'd be I think it'd be somebody with an Alabama tie. Like I even said, I even saw earlier somebody said, uh, even if not that Jimbo Fisher might be a, a, a person like a dark horse for it. I was like, mm, all right. It's, it's a big name, and he's pro- proven that he can win at a big school, like he, he won at Florida State. Um, so initially I thought Dabo, but then uh Bill O'Brien was my second uh choice that I went to. Um, so I, I think it'd either be Bill O'Brien or, or or maybe some somebody not as big as Dabo because I don't think they're gonna pay that money for. It. And Alabama, even though they, they don't have the mystique as Alabama once had four or five years ago, it still is Alabama to a degree. But we're gonna see now is just like we saw with the Patriots. Was it Tom Brady or was it Bill Belichick? Now we're gonna see is it Alabama mystique? Of course, with Saban there, but. Yeah, but he's going to do people say, hey, I'm not coming there no more because Saban's gone. Like, I want to go play for the GOAT. He's not there now. Like uh, Barry alluded to earlier, a five-star just flipped his uh, a recruit back open to decommit it from him. So I think it's going to be a domino effect with that. I think so. And I think a lot of people are going to transfer. And uh, like uh, me and Barry always used to talk about, like, coaches not adjusting with the times. My favorite basketball team is – college basketball team is Duke and Barry to say all the time, hey, Coach K can do all this and say, I'm not doing the one and dones and all this. And, and we started getting passed by. So then if you don't adapt, you got to adapt or leave. So I think he chose just to get up out of that. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, keeping in vain with the uh, college football, man, I know y'all, ha- I know y'all watch the uh, college championship. Um, I'm going to put this out there before we even start the topic. 
I'm a Buckeye fan, so <laughs> my opinion of this, I'm a I'm gonna put my opinion out there, but then I'm gonna lean on y'all to see if I'm tripping or if I got a point. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> before bro, you get it out, congratulations to Michigan. You know, you had one of the best soon to be vacated seasons of all time. Um, <laughs> you, you cheated the whole way through, one way or another. But how is it that I mean, you literally on every deep ball, you can see the other team's pads because you put in their jersey so hard. It was only like two pass interference calls, no holding penalties. And I'm just like, like when you weren't going into the fourth quarter, it was only a seven point game. Um, Penix threw a beautiful deep ball, but he clearly was interfered with. No, nothing. The, the, the refs was like Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder out there. They, they saw nothing. And then next thing you know, the game gets out of hand. You know, I'm just like, like what's, what's going on here? So, I, I didn't allow my bias to jump out there at first. You know, I, I made a little post on Facebook saying that, you know, I might be tripping, but I, it, it feels like they done paid off the refs. After the game's over, I see a whole bunch of other posts of people saying, like, why, why wasn't none of them passing the French? So I didn't feel as if um, I would say I, I didn't feel as if I was just making it up or, or my eyes were lying to me based on my Buckeye bias, if that makes sense. But. Y'all didn't see none of that going on with the with the holding and the pass interference. None, I mean, like they they had some still shots of the. It was like four or five different um, videos or photos where, I mean, literally the 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 jersey is coming off the shoulder pad. Like if that's not pass interference, what is? Like I I, I don't know. I mean, being that King Ron, you know, here is a chief fan. He could tell you all about this, right? Um, you gonna this is what you're gonna see, right? After all games, you're going to see this. Hey, look at this play. They didn't call it on this play. What about this play? You could do that every game for any team that you decided to. Um, Sometimes some things are a little more egregious than others, right? Um, But this game, I mean, that passing interference, the play I think you're talking about, I want to say Adunzier or whatever his name is, I think he stumbled more than it was passing interference. But he stumbled, then once he kind of got up, the dude then kind of trashed him. You know what I'm saying? So um, Washington just lost this game, to be honest with you. Uh, Penix missed a lot of he had some plays that he missed some throws he, he missed did. and yeah. with them having considered one of the best offensive lines in college football he didn't get the time to throw the ball I mean they was you know getting after him I mean a lot of his throws were not comfortable throws throwing off back feet you know things like that so um I'm not gonna say the refs did it I mean in the in the first half the two runs the two big runs were like busted plays and it looked like their back, it just showed like this, the, the difference in speed between the two teams. Um, I mean, those weren't like crazy runs, but like once you seen a hole, he just They're gone. took off from mm-hmm. everybody. So I think it's a level of talent in, in all honesty. Um, and we see this a lot of times, mostly in college championship games, where when it's SEC versus one of these other type of schools, and then it's just like they just get trashed. And, you know, Harbaugh tends to build his team's more SCC like far as you know changes lines yeah. right yeah. <clears throat> whoever control the line of scrimmage is going to win the game and that's what Michigan did you know what I mean this game so I wouldn't really want to put on the refs I just think they just was the more talented team okay so I think- didn't see what I saw Ron you didn't see none of that I mean <laughs> am, am I just completely you didn't see none of that 
It's a, it, it was it was a missed calls in that game. Um, I don't I I think if they did make those calls, I still think Michigan still win the game. I know one call that sticks out to me was uh, when Penix hit the guy a deep ball on the side. They called the holding penalty on the offensive tackle. Right, kind of like yeah. just I didn't think he held them there, so that kind of you know killed they killed their traction. But uh, all all week leading into that game, they were saying. Uh, Washington got one of the best offensive lines in football, of course, made by their personnel. But I always thought that I said, hey, Washington has a good offensive line. But I watched Michigan D-line like destroy Alabama's offensive line. So I feel like if you would pick up that same Washington team and say just drop them in Mississippi State, they would still have a decent offensive line. But I don't think they would be right touted as one of the best in the country because of who they're going against. Uh, I was surprised when I heard a Washington team had like, because you very rarely see a Washington team say, well, one of the best O-lines in the country. Like, you know, Pac-10 and stuff was built off speed and all this other stuff. So I was like, oh, it may be nice, but Michigan, like uh, Barry alluded to earlier, like kind of built like an SEC team. So they D-line was getting after it. Uh, Penix, I was kind of rooting for him a little bit just because, you know, I'm a, I'm a semi-homer. He's from Tampa. So I was like, hey, it would be cool if the, somebody from Tampa uh, wins, being that I live here now. Um, but, yeah, I just thought it was a talent thing. I didn't think uh, they could they could match up with him. I predicted the score to be uh, double digits. I said 10. So uh, I didn't think it was going to be close. I'd maybe be the hit or miss there. You know, like you said, it was close, like in the fourth quarter. But the most deflating way to lose a football game is getting gashed by the running game. And whatever, you can get beat by a thousand bombs. But when a team running the ball and, and you can't stop it, that's the worst way to, like, deflate your team and everything. So I just think uh, the offensive line kind of uh, won that game for the buck. I meant for the uh, Wolverine. Respect, respect, respect. Yeah. Now, uh Washington is going to be in the we got to change from the Big Ten to something else. It's, it's going to be like 22 teams in the Big Ten <laughs> like starting next year. So something yeah. got to give. But uh, it's a gang of teams that's going to be uh, uh, Washington's moving over there. Oregon's moving over there. USC's moving over. Um, so it's it, it feels like it's going to be like a, a power two conference uh, when we have the switch over to the 12 team uh, playoff, which, you know, for me. This year should have been that year when because there, there were several teams that I feel like could have showed up a little bit better than even some of the teams that got in um, or at least deserved the opportunity to lose, um, frankly. But, yeah, next year it'll it'll be quite a bit going on when you're looking at 12. Then I'm pretty sure we'll be arguing about teams 13 and 14, but it'll be what it is. Uh, we got um, moving on over to the NFL. We got seven teams, seven of them that need a head coach. Uh, one just became head coach needy as of today. Pete Carroll um, was, he stepped down, but he was forced to step down um, from what I've been reading. And uh, it's interesting because it feels like there's almost like a changing of the guard going on. And the only person that didn't get the memo was Bill Belichick. So, um, we're going to see how that goes. I think the NFL wants him to get those 15 additional wins so he can go ahead and be the most winning his coach of all time. Um, you know, respect to Bill Belichick, respect to what he did with and for the Patriots. Um, I I think it's time for him to go ahead and, and, you know, move on down the road, have a few wins with the team so that way we don't, you know, end up – he doesn't end up leaving the NFL with – 
leaving a sour taste in everyone's mouth of a, you know, it was all Brady and, and none of him. If he can take a team like, let's say, the Chargers, which is, would be my preferred spot for him to go to, um, a, a team that has talent but doesn't have discipline, and if he could turn them around, even though they have talent, you would have to say that his ingredient, if you will, is what kind of put that meal together. Um, but you got Las Vegas Raiders. Um, right now, we don't know if Antonio Pierce is going to end up being their head coach. Um, I read something today where John Harbaugh was saying that, you know, um, is it John or Jim? I always get them mixed up. Anyway, the Michigan coach. <laughs> he was looking into going to the NFL. Obviously, that's like the worst kept secret out there. But he also said his favorite color is black, and he's good friends with the So I don't know if he's just trying to jump, drum up the biggest paycheck possible or what. But uh, you got the Carolina Panthers who need a head coach. Tennessee Titans came out of nowhere firing their coach, which I think just made it that much more difficult for the New England Patriots to retain Bill Belichick because. Might have to pull a bill on Bill and let him go a year too early versus a year too late and go ahead and get the guy that we actually uh, would want to be the coach because he's a homegrown guy anyway. You got the Washington Commanders, need a head coach. Uh, we just spoke on the Chargers and now Seattle. Um, some of the hottest names out there right now as far as possible uh, replacements. You got Ben Johnson, who is the OC of Detroit. You got Harbaugh, who will be coming from Michigan. Uh, Bill Belichick, we assume, is going to be available. Um, Antonio Pierce, we're assuming, is going to be available. Eric Bieniemy, um, we don't know if he's going to maybe be bumped up to head coach of Washington or if he'll be exiting. You got Mike Vrabel from Tennessee. And Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys, is also a hot topic right now. And they're saying he might mess around and go back to be the Seahawks head coach. So, how are we uh, mixing and matching these names and these teams? Or do you think for several of them, they're going to just come out of nowhere and get a name that no one was uh, thinking of? Oh, another guy, he kind of cooled off a little bit, but um, um, what's your boy? Kellen, uh, is it Kellen Moore? Um, the OC. OC for the Chargers used to be the OC for Dallas. His name was out there for a little bit. And then with the Chargers kind of plummeting, um, his name kind of got sullied a little bit, but. What do you guys think about these particular guys? And do we think that it's just going to be a biggest name to get the job or they're going to have people coming out of nowhere? I don't know if this was actually true or not, but um, I heard, I even heard something about Sharkeesian, excuse me, not Shark, um, Kirby Smart sending his agent to holler at Arthur Blanks about the Falcons job. I don't know if that's true or not, but that rumor was out there. So, um, what are we feeling about these different teams and the best matches um, as far as their new head coaches may be? Um, mm, I mean, a whole lot of things are possible. Um, you spoke on a lot of different guys. I definitely can see uh, um, what's the D, the D coordinator for the, the Cowboys? Dan Quinn. Uh, Dan I Quinn. Definitely, I yeah, can definitely yeah. see him going back to Seattle. Uh, I think the Patriots are going to stay put. It's hard you to so? get. Yeah, I mean, the difference between him, Carroll, and all those other circles—he's a champion. He's—he's he's earned the right. You know what I'm saying? He, I think he earned the right to walk away when he's ready. Um, and I forgot to say that he did say he will be willing to concede the um, the GM part of the job to just coach. And I think that'll go a long way with Robert yeah. Kraft as well. So yeah, I mean, 
Because I mean, he also said he probably bring back McDaniel's too. I don't know how I feel about that, but you know, that's just how it goes, man. McDaniel always wander off, get a job, get fired, come back, <laughs> get another job, get fired, come back. It's like it's like your grandma house, right? You know what I'm saying? No matter if you get kicked out, wherever you at. You got somewhere to go. Grandma always got a room for them. <laughs> for real. <laughs> That's what Bill yeah. You only got a room here. You know what I'm saying? No matter what you go through. You get a divorce, grandma still got that place in, in the back. So um, I think with Pierce, I think that's just an interim thing. I definitely could see Pierce going to be a D coordinator. Uh, maybe okay. he back at his house, right? Back to New York Giants. They just got rid of their D coordinator. That was out there. Um, was out. Let me ask you this, though. What do you think about Pierce? Like, his... I would say the culture that he could bring if mm-hmm. given time, personally, I believe he would be a perfect fit for the Panthers. I, th- I think with Bryce Young, you need an offensive mind coach. Yeah, I agree. I think so. I mean, they just got rid of Wilkes, who's a defensive yeah. guy. And, and I think Wilkes would have been fine there as well. And then and then you have an OC that's a quarterback-minded person that can actually just work with him instead of having to have the post of the entire team. I think it will work out better for Bryce if the head coach isn't also the offensive guy because then the head coach has many hats that he has to wear. If yes. if you have a guy that is just focusing on Bryce, I think he'll come along a lot faster. Um, and and you know I would rather that guy be the offensive mind. Um, like I would love to see Antonio Pierce and Eric Bieniemy come together and Carolina turn the team around, which then you can't deny with Eric Bieniemy turning Washington's offense around, even though they ended up not being a very good team. You know, his subpar quarterback ended up having, you know, one of the, I think he's still ended the season top five with passing yards. If you can go and bring that to Carolina with that defensive minded coach and that offensive minded coach and the level of accountability that both of them bring, you turn that team around, I think then Eric Bieniemy could kind of have his pick of whoever gets let go, you know, that following year. But what do you think about uh, that type of a setup? I think uh, <clears throat> Eric Bieniemy. <clears throat> I think he, to me, hit my dream scenario with him going to the Falcons. Um, okay, they got rid of Ron Rivera, head coach OC, a head coach, okay. uh, uh, going to the Falcons because you have, uh, if you want to go with Drake London or if you want to make a, a move certain way like like you just like you just spoke on Sam Howell just went from you know I like Sam Howell coming out of college but Eric Bieniemy did turn him up a little bit you got Drake yeah. London you got Bijan like this is the same Eric Bieniemy system that got Jared McKinnon nine passing touchdown last year so imagine you putting Bijan and and don't Back. no disrespect to Algier yeah. and stuff like I don't mind it being a two-back like system, but it should be 75, 25 or whatever, 65, like, like that type thing with Bijan in those type of roles or whatever. And uh, we also, uh, what he does a lot too, is he runs two running back sets. So you can have both of them to where Bijan is like running angle routes or whatever, just using his, his athleticism and letting uh, the other running back do whatever like he does. So I think the enemy could uh, they definitely turn Drake London up. Kyle Pitts, Bijan. And to be completely honest with you, with the Antonio Pierce thing, I think the Raiders would be making a huge mistake if they don't hire this guy as a coach. Um, even though I may think he's not – like he has a lot to learn as a head coach. Like me watching us play the Raiders over the past like couple of years, I'm like, man, we're going to smack them. Like they soft, they gone. But watching their toughness and like kind of like taking the persona of them and how Max Crosby and everybody was like, hey, he deserved to be the coach – 
Uh, even if you bring in Jim Harbaugh or some uh, John Harbaugh, like I said, I can't remember which one it is either. One of the Harbaugh brothers. But if uh, even if you bring him in, I think you can kind of like lose him a little bit when you have Max Crosby, like the best player, Devontae Adams, saying, "Hey, this is the guy." Like, and the guy who Jack Jones, who uh, the corner yeah. that y'all had, and like he ended up getting it. Like he used to coach him um, um, as a kid, Possibly, and like yeah, yeah or whatever, and turned him up. And they was thinking about benching him, so he came there. Gave him this type of swagger to where when we lost that game, even though we lost on some turnover, I was like, they really out toughed us. Like, like they were really tough. Like, we don't push them around like, time we in like 10 do. years. Like, yeah, I was like, they really pain. tough. I had they hit even the games of one before that that we had to come back and win. It was up like 10 nothing or something like that. Like, so I think he brings a persona to them that that fits the Raiders. You think of the Raiders as the black hole, like dirty, nasty, like gritty. I think he brings that. I think they'll be making a mistake if they don't. And one thing, and one thing you're gonna hate though, and I hate to tell you this, I don't think Bill Belichick going away either. <laughs> Once he but says, "Hey, I'm gonna though. give it up," I don't. I mean, Bill Belichick, the co- okay. This this is the comparison that I would give. He sucks at grocery shop, but he can cook up a meal. Like Bill Belichick, the coach is st- like we still had one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah. Yeah, sure. What we didn't have was a good enough OC. And we didn't have what well, we don't have right now, the overall amount of talent that we kind of should have. We don't have the, you know, what should be in the pantry, if that makes sense. So if we get a real GM with the amount of money that we're going to have available to us in the offseason and where we're drafted and with the ability for Bill Belichick to be able to coach, I mean, if Matt Jones is as bad as he looks now, well, maybe bringing in McDaniels isn't such a bad thing because he had him, you know, winning eight games and being a, you know, he was a substitute pro bowler, but still he he had him on that level. So, yep. you know, maybe it's mm-hmm. not as, maybe the sky wouldn't be falling if we had just a little bit more talent in the room versus not having any wide receivers. Um, we, we had, we were decent with running back, not, knowing how to use the tight ends because we had to, th- those are our two best pass catchers. We didn't use Mike Gusecki almost at all. Okay, so, you know, I-, I think that those changes could actually benefit quite a bit. Listen, let me, let me help you real quick, man. What have the Chicago Bulls been since Mike left? Is That's it y'all. Mike left or is it because Phil yeah, Jackson left? Y- y'all, y'all going back to the team with the man hiking the ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's who y'all are at this point. No Tom Brady, no dice. I don't give a damn who you come in there with. Who's going to be the new OC? And yeah. and Because guess what? You might say, oh, he's not good at shopping. He's just a good cook. Hell, Brady was taking them same great value groceries and making Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, because Brady, Brady, you know, I'm going to go back to your analogy. Brady is like grandma. Grandma going to the kitchen right after you done left out saying ain't nothing in there to eat. And she'll come up with a gourmet meal. That's so, I mean, saying. grandma's grandma's uh, gone. So now that grandma's gone, we got to have somebody else do the grocery shopping because you need what? groceries now. <laughs> when, grandma, when grandma can no longer cook, she got too old that she can't cook no more, everybody go out go out to eat, get a Chinese plate. <laughs> really? Okay. So now we're going to have to spend money. We can't make something yeah, out of okay. nothing no more. That, that don't, so that don't need the GM. That, that don't work either. Because a few years back, y'all was the highest spending team in free agency forgot that yeah. but we but, but he spent money stupidly we we uh, made nelson aguilar one of the highest paid wide receivers in the league 
Like we had money and we spent it, but we didn't spend it wisely. That's what I'm saying. We, the first, we need, one we of the need first, a GM. One of the first mistakes you made was saying that uh, <laughs> that if you get McDaniel's back, maybe it don't let the sky's fall. No, you need to take Mac Jones, Ben Zappi, and tie them to a rocket and shoot them out of space. Like you oh, have zero quarterback. On that, I'm yeah. actually hoping we get Russ. I'll take Russ. No, see, they, no, don't do that either. See, now you in a position. Get, you got a third Russ or fourth pick or something like that. What pick? Give you me Russ and a rookie. Because I what don't want to depend on another rookie this year either. Give me Russ and a rookie. I, I think with the rookies that they got coming out, like to be honest with you, I think you're gonna have like an Avenger like type thing. If this makes sense, like I think Bill Belichick is gonna be the coach. Uh, OC maybe Bill O'Brien or something. And I really think Mike Vrabel gonna be like uh, even a lot of people say no, he's not gonna take a DC or none of them job. But I, the reason why I say this because I don't think he just left a, a a place to where he had a subpar quarterback, right? So I think what he's gonna do is if, if the Chargers higher say hardball or or what a one of those jobs where the quarterback is like already set i don't think he's gonna jump right back out there i think he may let me let me do the dc thing we turn it around a little bit and then maybe another job is more a little bit more, more attractive next year i don't see him going from ryan Tannehill and all this i actually thought he did a decent job i didn't think they should fire yeah, um he, he just was an afc championship two years ago two or three years ago and you take his players away from him. You took AJ Brown away from him, and and Traylon Burks and stuff didn't turn out. So uh, I really think if one of those quarterback jobs, with me just leaving from Ryan Tannehill and then Malik Willis and all that, one of those QB jobs don't uh, attractive QB jobs come out, I can see him either taking a year off or saying, "Hey, let me go be the the coordinator for this for the Patriots." That's what I'm I be honest with you. I can see him actually being the uh, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Keep it a buck. I think Arthur Blanks will hire him as the head coach of the Falcons. And then I can also see, um, and I, Barry, just let me get it out. Okay. Let me get it out. <laughs> I, I can also see the Falcons giving up a third, fourth round pick, bringing in Justin Fields. And Fields would be an upgrade definitely over Ritter and Heineke. And I can see that offense with Fields and those weapons. Like who? Who do you try to stop? For? That would be one of the fastest teams. You got uh, Bijan, and you got London, and you got Fields out there, and Pitts. Like who do you who do you try to stop first? Because if you think he was able to run before, well, now your safety can't pay any attention to him, and neither can your linebackers based on the other people that are out there. So he's going to either be able to throw or run at will, whichever happens to be open. So, and they already got a good defense and you bring in that defensive coach and you bring in a really top-notch uh, OC. I think honestly, Atlanta can be turned around within a half a year's time with just those moves. So, and then I also saw a rumor saying that Atlanta was big game hunting and they might actually go after Bill Belichick if uh, the Patriots let um, let him go because Arthur Blank's one of the richest uh, one of the richest owners in the league, I paying Bill Belichick won't be an issue for him. So um, I, I just think that the Falcons, if they do it right this offseason, they they can. It, I, I really believe it'll be Vrabel, uh or 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 Belichick or Eric Bieniemy if he's not given the opportunity with the Commanders. And I don't think they can go wrong with either of the three of them. Now mm-hmm. I know the piece where you may challenge me a little bit, Vander is. With the Justin Fields piece, but he's better than Ritter. He's definitely better than Heineke. 
and they don't have a high enough pick that they're going to be able to draft someone who's going to be able to come in right now, unless you think that Russell Wilson would be, I mean, Sierra is from Atlanta. I mean, maybe, maybe you go the veteran route and, and, you know, maybe, maybe that's the route that you take, but what, what you got to play future. Can't play future in the, in the locker room with uh, Russell Wilson in Atlanta. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you can't play future. You, you can't escape it. I don't know if that's going to be the move, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Fields, man, he okay, but who's going to be the OC at that point? There's a lot of moving parts. So if you do bring it, then who would be the OC? Because with a guy like Fields, he got to be in the right system. And this this would be his third system, maybe? Uh, but well, it Well, It'll be his he, third OC, no matter how you slice it, because Luke gets right, fired, so, so they're bringing in a, he gonna have a new OC this year, no matter how you slice it. Actually, I think if they really, if they really about it, I'll go with a veteran like a Kirk Cousins, somebody like you that. Think, are the Vikings gonna let him go? Well, I don't, he coming off an injury, they might not want to pay him as much, but I'll, okay. I'll put, I'll pay a lot of money. I pay, I give him like a two year deal. Fully guaranteed, one of his Kirk, one of Kirk cousin deals. Cousin deal, right? I, I make sure he get paid, and I'd rather go a veteran route like that, a guy that's, you know, who can who can make this thing happen, uh, than than go Fields or, or even Russ or something like that. I'll go after like a Kirk Cousins. Okay, so well, if you want to go a veteran route, why not pay? Look, I, maybe this is his uh, carriage, and it may turn into a pumpkin, but. Why not pay a lot less to Joe Flacco for two years if that's what no. you want to do? No. Why not? No. Joe Flacco out there doing his thing. It'd be a whole lot cheaper. You can fill a whole lot of other positions. I mean, Joe Flacco looked way better out there this year than what Kirk Cousins did before he got hurt. I'm just saying. Yeah, Flacco, I'm just throwing it Flacco out there. Flacco do this all the time, man. He do this all the time. He's going to have them games. He's going to throw with 300, and then he's going to turn back into Joe Flacco. I mean, Ain't that what Cousins do? No. Cousins is actually good. He's yeah, like, I like Cousins. Cousins is like Rodney Dangerfield. You know what I'm saying? He just don't get no respect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the when it's all said and done, you look at his numbers. And Cousins is actually a solid quarterback. He just hasn't won in the postseason. And he's got that hanging over his head. You know what I'm saying? So people try to put him down. But yeah. Cousins is one of the better quarterbacks on the low in this league. And you put him around those type of weapons, man, with the right OC. Dangerous, you know what I'm saying? So I read the cousins over Russ. I read the cousins over Fields. Um, any of those guys like that. That's just me. And and one other tidbit too, you gotta wherever Eric B enemy go to, he he's super old school. Hey, give 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 cousins give give cousins Eric B enemy. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, that'd be tough. And then that that also fits yeah. into how old school B enemy is. You gotta be you gotta be able to take him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you, if you soft hearted, you not like you ain't gonna get you're not gonna get along with Eric Ben. I mean, he's super old school. And that's part of the reasons why we dropping a lot of passes this year. We don't got nobody in that locker room to hold nobody accountable. That's what B enemy do to people. Yep. Like he's gonna make sure you don't care who you are, you gotta you be held accountable. So yeah, yeah, thanks. He good cop, bad cop with Andy. We just got so, good so, cop. So right imagine the enemy in Atlanta with a with a cousins. Yeah. That's tough. Are you talking as, about as, as the head coach or as the OC? Both. Or even. Okay. Gotcha. Both. Because I, I, I want to see a black coach down there for the culture of Atlanta. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Let him call the plays. Let him be the head coach. And then, hell, 
if, if Vrabel don't get a job, bring in Vrabel to run the defense. And it's a winnable okay. division because, you know, the, the person who won yeah. the division this year, like nine games or something like that or whatever. Yeah, so and you can win that. The easy yeah. division to win at this point. Yeah. Now, this next one up, y'all, I, I, I don't know how I feel about it one way or another. Um, I can play devil's advocate either way, but Mike Tomlin put it out that he, he might walk away from Pittsburgh after the playoffs. Um, I don't know if this is he feels slightly disrespected. Um, been the I, I get so my my thing with Tomlin is this right, and I can see both sides of it. Basically, saying that you've been five hundred or better ain't good enough for me. Like I I understand the 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 thought process behind it. You know, he's never had a losing season. Okay, but how many playoff games have you won since your Super Bowl way back when? Like, like you got you got some dogs on your team right now, like T.J. Watt and them boys that have never won a playoff game. Uh, and, and I think he's almost loyal to a fault. Um, everybody else outside of the Pittsburgh organization can see that some changes need to be made. But he's like, no, I'm a I'm a steady Eddie. I'm a you know, we're going to keep the train rolling. We're going to da 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 da. And then next thing you know. Now contracts are coming up. You got to get rid of certain people or their contracts have, you know, you know, ran their course and all this kind of good stuff. And it's like now you starting back over and they tend to draft pretty well. They always get good receivers out of nowhere. Um, they, they tend to draft pretty good defensive players. They can't seem to fix their old line for nothing. Um, but even that was a little bit better this year. But if he walks away, I'm sure he won't be without a job any longer than he wants to be without a job. But. Like, do you think that there are any that there's any truth to the rumors? And do you think that he's kind of a little bit inflated with this? I haven't had any losing seasons, but that just means for several seasons, I've been just above 500. Like, how, how do y'all really feel about that whole scenario? I mean, being that I'm related to Mike Tomlin, there'd be no Mike Tomlin slander. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> but honestly, um, who you gonna get? Well, 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 no, you missing it. He's saying he may walk away. Pittsburgh oh, I say that they want. Yeah, he said he may walk away. It, it, not not saying that Pittsburgh wants to get rid of him. Pittsburgh wants oh. to extend him from, from, okay. from the from the rumor mill. But he's saying he may walk away from Pittsburgh. And so he's going to walk away from the game of football. I just want to go to somewhere else, another team. Hmm. No. Nah. Now, dream scenario. Okay. ATL? Yes. <laughs> and let Eric call the plays. Okay. Let, let Eric be your OC. Let him come in. And then yes. if you can go get my boy, go I to Minnesota. If you go get that boy from Minnesota. Let I me think he's about to do it. Flores. Yes, sir. All okay. black staff. Yes, sir. Then I then I'm okay with Russ. Okay. You, know okay. you can bring in the black quarter QB and just, you know, make it all chocolate, baby. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I would love now. That's that'd be crazy. You let them boys run the show down there, boy. They have a line of jumping. I tell you this much, they'd be one of the most disciplined teams in the league. Uh that's three no nonsense oh, coaches. Like yeah, you're not sure. gonna just yeah, yeah that, that'd be different for but sure. You, and, and the thing is a city like Atlanta, you need that. It's easy to get lost in the sauce 
in a place like Seattle, uh, in Atlanta. So sure. you have those guys who be on them, man, and and uh, man, they, that'd be that'd be crazy. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. what, I mean, what I, I'm sorry, we go ahead. You good? Yeah. What I what I think about, I think it's more of a leverage, but I don't think he has no intentions of leaving Pittsburgh. It's more, okay. I got a little bit of leverage here, and the reason why I said the leverage thing because like. Every year, I fall victim to the same thing every year. I look at the schedule. I look at the, the moves people make at the beginning. I say, oh, yeah, they win by seven games this year. And they always win nine, ten or whatever. And he literally has nothing, like nothing. like nothing. So I'm thinking – and what and what I – I'm thinking he's putting pressure on the management saying, listen, you already stuck me by being loyal to Big Ben maybe, maybe two or three years more than what you could. So you already got me behind two or three years. If we'd have cut Big Ben – I moved on for Big Ben two or three years ago. Maybe this season we see it now happened two or three years ago. Now we more into of a okay, we figured out this guy don't work, such and such. Now he's like, man, I'm taking Mason Rudolph, probably gonna be my starting quarterback in the playoffs. Like, uh um, like my I have no O-line. He like my best defensive player, second best defensive player, Mika Fitzpatrick only paid, played half the season. And I got this team to 10 and something in the toughest division in football. You know, like, if, so he was like, maybe a liver. Hey, I'm Because yeah. y'all y'all playing with me. You already put me back two or three years with Big Ben because you, you're loyal to a fault. Either y'all got to spend some money or whatever, because I think that's more of the, hey, well, you say you want to leave. Like, what, what what's going to get you to stay? Like, what do you want? Man, you got to, man, we got to do something here. Like, this ain't going to, it ain't working. Because they still have the, even though the defense wasn't as good as it was in prior years, they still have that Pittsburgh lightning mentality. Like, like, like it, like you are, you know, if you get a guard from Wisconsin or a linebacker from Wisconsin, you know, they have that mentality that they're going to be tough. Like, like certain things, certain, when I see the Steelers, I think of toughness. That's immediately what I think of. So, and they still kind of pretty much have that. I think it's more of a leverage play to saying, hey, man, you, you, you want me to cook you a five star meal, but you're giving me, Dollar Tree ingredients, and I'm I'm making it work, but like I can't do what I need to do until you give me these things. I can see it. Uh, now you got uh Let me ask y'all this, Buffalo. Do you think, depending on how far they go in the playoffs, that McDermott's job could possibly be in peril? Uh, I know teams don't normally talk about you know what may happen after the playoffs until you know whatever happens happens, but McDermott is you know. One of them, if if you switched out McDermott and Tomlin and put put them in the other places, I think Tomlin would have had another Super Bowl by now, and McDermott would have already been fired. If 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 the, if you kind of switched out the coaches, so I, I I don't know that his job is safe if they don't win at least. I I think they got to minimally make it to the AFC Championship game, and then if they don't win it. They have to be pretty doggone close to winning it. Um, or, or it has to be like come down to the last couple of plays or something. But how do y'all feel about um McDermott there in Buffalo? The only way I see him getting fired is if they lose this weekend. If they win okay. this weekend, being they coming off a division title. And and you gotta I I, I watch how uh things play out, right? Like they played us two years ago and lost in 13 seconds. You, you, you know, after we went down and scored in 13 seconds, the more of the blame went to Leslie Frazier more than it went to Sean McDermott. Right. They was like, well, why are you doing this? Like usually, so I kind of watch things like that. So, okay, so you didn't blame the head coach. You blame the 
the, the, the DC. I don't wow. know if it's because it's a black guy or not, but that's where it went to. So, and then for them to be having a, being six and six, I think so, and end up winning the division and having to get a must win at the end of the game, I think the only way he's not back, and which I kind of do agree with, uh, um, because they haven't ever won a Super Bowl. So it alluded to like Barry too. Like if you get rid of him, who are you gonna get? If you don't get a hardball, or you don't get a Belichick free. Like who are you gonna go to? Like that's I'd be talking that's to right, there. right now. Like look, if we don't win this weekend, please don't say yes to nobody else before I before, before <laughs> I call you. Like, like hold off real quick before you say because like like y'all like y'all was just saying he want to take a job that got a quarterback, right? So yeah, I mean, sure. like yeah. I mean. That could be the perfect storm right there if they mess around and take an L this weekend or next week. So, yeah. I mean, that's, you know. Oh, they definitely lose it next weekend. So, you ain't got to worry about that. You don't have to worry, but they lose it next weekend. And so, and that's why I said the only – ain't nothing wrong with losing to the defending champ, right? You know, you, can, who, you can't default losing to, to the defending champ. So, you know, he definitely loses next weekend, though. But, uh, yeah, I think that's the only way he don't come back to the news this weekend. All right, so speaking of the weekend, let's go ahead and get in some predictions, look at the matchups, and then we'll also look a little bit further ahead um, in the NBA season and see what our predictions are as far as the NBA is concerned. Um, look, looking at, uh, you know, who may be able to put it all, all the stops there, but Super Wild Card Weekend, we got Cleveland going up against Houston, Miami going up against Kansas City. Um what do y'all got? Let's start with that Cleveland versus Houston game. Uh, that'll be on NBC at 4.30 on uh, Saturday. Who's your pick, and how do you think the game's going to go? Well, these teams just played each other a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, that's when we seen uh, Flacco went nuclear. Um, I think Mari Cooper had that, that wild Crazy game. game. Yeah. He banged up, though, a little bit. Yeah, he is. I think I'm gonna go with Cleveland only because of the defense. I think um Houston's playing well too defensively. They're playing a lot better. Um I think I'm gonna go with Cleveland though. I think because you know it's a young quarterback. This is his first year, first yeah. play. And he's going against the best defense in the league. I think statistically, Cleveland is. Uh so I think I'm gonna go with the Cleveland Browns in that game due to to that, you know, being his first playoff and going against the best defense, I think they'll find a way to, to gut it out and win that game. What you got on that, Ron? I said his next game going to determine if I block you for a week or not. Hey, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, I'm going to go with Cleveland also, too. Uh, I definitely – I I text Barry uh, watching the game. I say, CJ, CJ Stroud is that dude, man, like – watching some of the throws that he was making in there. But yeah, Cleveland really does have a real good defense. And Maybe. and and to think about, they lost Nick Chubb. Um, yeah. Imagine they still had Nick Chubb. And I kind of, even though it's not done in the same way, the level that Flacco was playing, I kind of say, well, hey, they don't miss Watson, even though Watson may have done it differently if he was in his prime or whatever, maybe with his legs and stuff. But the way he's playing, like the quarterback is no drop-off. Yeah. So um, I'm going to still go with Cleveland, but for the sake of the defense, um, they may get uh, um, the young QB to make some mistakes or so with Tank Dale going down to And playoff games like this, this is what when you really need your playmaker. So Tank Dale going down, that's, I think they're going to see that this game. Um, 
And, and before I make it, if D'Amico Ryans don't win coach of the year, I think I'm finished with football yeah. <laughs> awards, period, yeah. if they don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. That, that, that would be, that would be a tough pill to swallow if they get, well, well, it's only one other coach that I could see getting it, honestly. And that's the coach he playing this weekend. Because for you to do what you did in that division, you went through four quarterbacks. You lost your starting running back. At least D'Amico had all his had all his pieces for most of the season. So the only other coach that I could see getting it, and it be fair, would actually be Stefanski. So I mean, you know, that might be six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Um, And and with D'Amico being a rookie coach and Stefanski taking a team that's been in the dumps since forever. And, and, and turning that team around, I, he may actually edge them out, humble opinion. But I do see where you're coming from, though. Um, you got Miami Dolphins going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Let me tell you my first beef with this game. NFL, you make way too much money to be putting playoff games on, quote-unquote, pay-per-view TV. This game should not be on Peacock. Uh, I know Peacock don't cost that much, but that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Like, like, like. Like, come on, get it together. I, I mean, I, I know you're trying to broaden, you know, you know, put, put, you done already put games on Prime, you all, you know, all this different stuff. Like, come on, man. But you got, you got Kansas City, Miami fans that have been fans their whole life and they, you know, 60s and 70s expecting to hit the power button on the remote and watch a game that don't know what a peacock is. Like, like, yeah. please cut it out, man. Like, like, if you want to do them experiments during the year, okay, cool. But come on, man. Yeah, and with that being said, I got Kansas City in this game. All right, go ahead. I rock with you. Go ahead, Barry. You can go. I want to go last on this. Yeah, that's awful, man. Um, whole peacock experiment thing. Um, man, I don't know. Guess I got a fire stick. I'll find a way to watch it, right? Oh, uh, <laughs> right. Basically, I give you my login. I got it. I'm gonna go Kansas City because of the location. Okay. This game was in Miami. I would feel different store. Um, oh, and it's supposed to be the coldest game. It well, it could be the coldest game in NFL history. Right now, the pro- projection is going to be minus five at, at parts of the game. Uh, and two is zero and four in cold games. So with him being, you know, he hasn't won a cold game yet. I think under what 45, 40, whatever degrees, he hasn't won a game. I think that's that 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 streak continues uh, in this weather um, up here in Kansas City. So I think due to the weather. In the location, I'm taking Kansas City. But if it was in Florida, I may feel differently about it. Yeah, the only reason why, of course, I'm picking Kansas City, but the only reason why I would pick them, no matter as far as, as this game goes, even if it was in Miami or not, is because of the injuries the Dolphins have. They they injured at the wrong time of the year. Like they two, they just signed Justin Houston and uh, Bruce Irvin. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I saw him out there last weekend too. So it's like you lost all of your uh, pet, your number, your your best two bookend pass rushes. Uh, uh, and Xavier Howard still injured, I believe. Yeah, he he's not playing. Jerome Baker's not playing. Van Ginkle's not playing. So that's sure. Now, out of your front seven, you missing four starters, with well, five starters because the other guy not playing either. And um, against us, of course, our offense is not the best. I think our weak spot is our tackles. Our right. Tackling left tackle. And when you having backup people you just put on the street, I don't think you'll see a, a massive difference in that this year and in, in this game. Um against the Browns, if you're playing Miles Garrett or the Ravens, if you're going against those guys or whatever, okay, it's a it's a big difference in there. But now I don't think so. I think our defense is good enough to hold them. 
I think it's going to be the Isaiah Pacheco game. I think mm-hmm. after all of these, because uh, especially in the, in the playoffs, uh, defense and run game is is what can get you through uh, other games or whatever. And we have, I think our defense is better than theirs. Uh, second to only, I want to say Baltimore, uh, points per game given up this year. We only allow one team to score over 27. Anybody else was 20 and below. Um, so, yeah, I think it's the Pacheco game. I think we realize what we are at this point. We know our receivers not catching the ball. Uh, I think we need to run the, and that's what we did in the game prior before the last game that we set up. We ran the ball through play action, got a little bit more explosive play. So I'm gonna go Chiefs on this. And with the weather also too. Got one question: Is Taylor Swift gonna be at again? Man, I want her to stay. She probably is, but I want her to get away from <laughs> the whole Chiefs team. Said, get me the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what: the Dolphins win that game. You won't hear from me for about two weeks. <laughs> I'm about to go someplace, man. <laughs> if she show up, man, give me the Dolphins. Yeah, man. Because Travis Kelsey is in. I mean, hell with himself. I gotta, I gotta, I, I can't, I can't hold it against Kill. I mean. Buddy, one of the oldest offensive players in the league, uh, at, at, at a uh, at a as a, at a um, uh, as as a pass catcher. I mean, like, I think he's like thirty four, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, like so he, he's kind of up there. So I I don't know that Swift or no Swift that that you wouldn't see kind of the decline, if you will, of of, of Travis Kelsey in, in this moment in time. But I think he got another couple of years if he chooses to. But he and his brother. Um, we're also talking about retiring at the same time, whether that be this year, next year, or whatever. But they were kind of talking about, you know, kicking that around a little bit. Uh, just a couple more matchups. We got Pittsburgh going up against Buffalo. Uh, this one is going to be real quick and easy for me. I like Buffalo. Uh, they're playing in Buffalo. Buffalo's the better team. Uh, a lot of seats are going to be very hot if Buffalo loses and Pittsburgh got in by the skin of their teeth. So, yeah, they're not the better team. If Tomlin figures out a way to win this game, then I'm changing my pick for coach of the year. <laughs> like, no, seriously. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, because he's the first team in NFL history to, to make it to the playoffs with a negative point differential, like, like by a lot. Like, I mean, yeah. it's, so I mean, I'm not saying Pittsburgh don't have a chance. I will say they don't have a chance if TJ Watt don't go though. And right now they they they're keeping it close to the vessel whether he's going to go. But I like Buffalo in this game. What y'all got? Man, of course. I mean, you're supposed to take Buffalo in this game, but man, I got a feeling something crazy gonna happen. Oh, is, 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 this this family is, is, is this family talking? Is this family talking? No, 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 no. This is like what Vegas is saying. This is probably gonna okay. be one eighty percent games. You know, what I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Vegas is gonna probably be eighty percent Buffalo. Uh, probably more than that, and I could see them getting white, like only because man, you just Steelers, man, they just figure it out. They just don't go away, man. They like that roach, man. You just step, <laughs> keep stepping on them. He keep moving. You step on him, he moving. You know what I'm saying? And uh, being that Josh Allen will turn the ball over. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's one key thing. He will keep. He he will turn that thing over. So if TJ Watt plays. I think I like Steelers a lot more if he doesn't play because they need to get to him. You can't let him sit back there. Um, we haven't seen Diggs playing that well as, as of late as well. So this offense isn't as explosive as you think. It's been Josh Allen or nothing. You know what I'm saying? We've seen Cook play a little bit better when they changed OCs, but he's kind of came back down to earth a little bit. Um, but I just think this is one of those games where 
the Steelers got a shot. That's all I'm gonna say. This this isn't a. a I don't think this can. This is a run, complete runaway. I just think the Buffalo Bills haven't been the Bills of old. So to look at this game and think that oh, let's move on to next week. No, I think this is a trap game. Okay. And to be completely honest with you, uh, just to piggyback off that, <clears throat> if TJ Watt wasn't injured, I think I was going to pick the Steelers in this game. Like, because the way Josh Allen, when you pressure him, I, uh, they put up a stat on ESPN of when he's under pressure. Like, he has like a, a 52% uh, completion percentage, um, a quarterback rating or something, and like lead the leagues in turnovers when he's under pressure. You know, so I'm like, Oh, that's crazy. So if like a TJ Watt being in the guy who leads the league in sacks, like can wreak havoc to make him get rid of the ball, I think I'd have picked them. But being that I don't even if he does go, I don't think he's gonna be healthy. Um, I'm gonna go with Buffalo on this, but like it's gonna be close to me still. Like I said, if TJ Watt was playing, I probably would have picked Buffalo to win the game outright. All right, we just got a couple of more matchups to run through right quick. We got Dallas Cowboys going up against Green Bay. Um, I'm gonna roll with Dallas on this one. I, I think that they are going to um think they're gonna handle Green Bay pretty easily. Um another one of those quarterbacks that's having his first taste of the playoffs, kind of like you were saying with our CJ Stroud. Um, and I believe that Dallas is 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 hungry. Um, there's a lot of players that won't get that check. And um, I don't know that the head coach is safe, depending upon uh what happens in this game. Um Dan Quinn might end up staying right there in Dallas because McCarthy might be out the door. Who knows? But I, I see Dallas winning this week on that one, which I got on this matchup. No, I'm taking Dallas this game. I mean, they're just a better team. Um, they're playing pretty good right now. Dallas finally, y'all finally going to get y'all playoff wins. <laughs> I just hope they don't win the Super Bowl. If they win the Super Bowl, I mean, Dallas fans never shut up now. So if they win, if they get to the Super Bowl, I, 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 I tell you what, I don't want to have to deal with it. Oh, honestly, <laughs> this is the best opportunity for them to at least get the NFC Championship. Being that decided yeah. on the playoff, they have a, a, a easier path to yeah. get it. Definitely, if that makes sense. Um, but I, I think I'm taking them this game. Should should be pretty easily though. I think it'll start off pretty uh, decent. I'm, I think I'm Jordan Love has grown on me a lot watching him play. When he own, he own. <laughs> when he because uh, like if you watch him throw you be like that's some kind of like Aaron Rodgers type thing like you can kind of tell he was like watching him or, or picked up some things from him. yeah but I think uh, their defense isn't good enough <laughs> CD Lamb is right. playing out of out of his mind this year uh, so and actually uh, I'm I'm I've scrutinized Dak a lot in the big games but this ain't the game that where I think he's gonna fall uh, 49ers game when they reach the 49ers uh, like Barry alluded to earlier now that. The 49ers probably will play the yep. Eagles before like the Cowboys have. Like, so uh they don't have to get through like two powerhouses. But yeah, when you get to the 49ers, you probably score 10, 13 points. <laughs> you know, but uh outside of that, yeah, I'm picking Dallas kind of easy on this. Detroit versus the Los Angeles Rams. I believe that Detroit will finally win a playoff game in their new stadium. It'll be the first playoff game that they've won in quite a few years. It's the first time getting to the playoff in quite a few years, actually. But I believe that the Lions are going to figure it out. Um, they are definitely going to have to stop Kyron Williams. Um, Puka is a beast. Cup is a beast. But I think they have the pieces. And then being at home, be a little bit more comfortable for them. But 
I like the Lions in this one. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a roll with Detroit. Man, talking about this is crazy, right? Two quarterbacks playing against former teams. Right. Yeah. This is a tricky game um, because Dan Campbell don't know Stafford, but McVay know golf. Uh, this is true. Uh, it, it, it seemed like Detroit will win this game, but I got a feeling the Rams are going to beat these boys, man. But some, this some, will be the one matchup that goes the opposite way of the, yeah. the way everybody thought it was going to go. Because it's always one of them on Wild Card Weekend. Yeah. You know, Detroit's one of those teams, they're talented, but they play with a lot of will. Um, You know what I'm saying? They coach, you know, put a lot into them. They play with a lot of that that moxie. But uh, uh, Stafford's been playing well lately, man, to be honest with you. Yeah. We, you know, before you know before the season started, people were thinking that Stafford may be done, right? Yeah, yeah that back injury that was the main thing. Right. With him. You know what I'm saying? But he's playing well as a late as a late. Um, I do like Detroit team. They, they're more ta- well. You got Gibbs, but Kyron Williams is playing lights out too. Yes. So if, if Detroit can't stop the run, this this which they are good against the run, but this can get interesting. So that being said, I'm taking the Rams in upset. Right. Matthew Stafford two ninety six. Three tubs, a pick. Kyron Williams, a nice solid game on the ground. One, one, one thirteen. Uh, Aaron Donald, three sacks. I'm going with the Rams on this. Okay. Like, cause okay. usually when you like, cause Aaron Donald, like, like I seen, like you know they have like a uh, PFF and everybody put out their uh, like uh, PFF first team, all defensive team, first teams and whatever. And you and you don't see Aaron Donald nowhere. And I'm like, this is still Aaron Donald. And when the playoffs come, when things slow down. Those type of players do these do these type of things. So I'm like, yo, I can see him wrecking the entire game. Like, so like it's one of them games the way he just wrecked the entire game. And like, and and I just, I'm not a believer in the Lions. Like I always told everybody, Lions was full goal. I said the Dolphins were full fool's goal. Um, I, I'm not a believer in it. I think the Lions, the Rams was the worst possible matchup for the Lions this in, in the. Uh, this wild card weekend, the worst possible matchup for them. Like if they had drew the they drew the Packers or something, okay, cool. No, you drew the Lions. I don't. I mean, you drew the Rams. I don't think you're gonna win that. You know what's funny? That's like you said, man. Styles make fights. I think the Lions will beat the Cowboys, but for some reason, I think the Rams will beat them. It's just yeah, it's weird yeah. like that, right? Like mm-hmm. the Dallas is the better team, but I think they'll you know play better going against a better team versus they may play down to their competition in this game. Yeah make it too close so yeah mm-hmm. and and yeah. and what the weird thing about it what you were saying i think the worst team for y'all to face is the is your ass <laughs> like yeah. you know a division opponent like they but they're not as good as y'all yeah right but, yeah but, but the Rams, i don't know about rats because being that shanahan kind of owns me you know what i'm saying yeah well, yeah maybe like a seattle Mm-mm. that's a team like you probably don't really <laughs> want to yeah. you know what i'm saying they're not in the playoffs all right no, no, they are. No, no, that's, uh-huh. that's why Carol got fired. Yeah, for the I most say, part. that's why that's why Pete yeah. got let go. Yeah, a team, a team like that that'd be more scarier than a Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? Who's the better team? But being that you're playing against somebody, it's like playing against your your, your big brother, right? He knows all your weaknesses. Um, you so you can't score on him. Um, but you can beat everybody else in the neighborhood. You can't beat your brother at the house. But your brother can't beat everybody else in the neighborhood. <laughs> he can beat you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. One <laughs> well, of them type deals, you know what I mean? Makes sense. Makes sense. Last matchup, and I 
We'll we'll postpone the the NBA picks for next week. We'll go ahead and get through this last matchup right quick. We got the Philadelphia Eagles going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Now this is the game that I feel like Vegas is going to uh, kind of get their money back on because I think everybody's going to be heavy on the Eagles, and I really like Tampa Bay to win this game. Um, they've been playing solid defense. They they have a monster at wide receiver, and the Eagles secondary is trash. Mike Evans is going off. Uh, uh, Godwin going off. Uh, White, Rashad White, I think he'll hold it in the road. Now, now the Eagles' defensive line is decent, but they've let some um, running backs, you know, put up decent amount of yards on them. And, and look, Vander, I've never said this before on any show. Depending on what happens this weekend, you may never hear me say it again. Baker Mayfield is playing some good football. Like he's playing some good football. Like I I, I can't I can't hate on the man. Like, like he's doing what's necessary for them to win. And and I never thought that I would see that out of that guy in particular, to be honest with you, but I really feel like Tampa Bay is the better team going into the playoffs. On paper, the Eagles are probably the team that should win, but I think Tampa Bay is going to take this one. What y'all got? I want to see what his A.J. Brown injury look like. Um, if he doesn't play, that's going to be huge. I know Devontae didn't play last week, so is he going to play? Is your number one receiver going to be Julio Jones? I need to know that, you know what I'm saying, before – I'm 100% certain. Um, but if AJ doesn't play, I think I like the Bucks. But if AJ plays. What if, what, what if he, I was about to say, what if he does play? I think I like the Eagles. Okay. Yeah. I think the slip will come off. You know what I'm saying? Because it's been a gotcha. season for the Bucks. They're over. They so have so you think the Eagles are going to turn from the pumpkin into the carriage? And you think that the Bucks going to turn from the carriage into the pumpkin? Well, the Eagles. Haven't really been the pumpkin, right? They should have been the carriage. Yeah, they have. They've been ten. They started the season like ten and one, right? Yeah, no, I ain't one. talking about starting off the season. I'm talking about end of the season. They done lost like five out of their last six games or something yeah, like that. They still the defending NFC champs, and the, yeah. the, the most of the roster is pretty much still assembled. Um, Not the defense. They they quarterback I think has been banged up playing banged up all year. Secretly. Yeah, true. Um, but still, I mean, they're the team to beat. And, you know, out of these two, especially in the NFC, they should have been the team to beat uh, coming into this year because they didn't lose a lot. They still they added more pieces than lose. They lost, they lost a few guys, but they added a lot more too. But um, when you can make the Giants look good, I, I, I my, my faith in you is gone. Like, like I'm sorry. Like, I, yeah, but I, the Bucks don't really have an explosive team. Um, to get, I think the Eagles are one of those teams. It's been harder for them to play from behind by a lot of points and catch up. Okay, it's just a lack of efficiency from the passing but you know if it's a close game i'm gonna take the guys that can get that one yard very easily over the buccaneers i think they've just been riding the wave all year it's just been a cinderella season for for baker mayfield so um for that reason i'm still taking the eagles go ahead and round this out Ron. <clears throat> i gotta i'm a firm believer so i gotta i gotta uh, see it to believe it i don't i don't uh have i don't have the most faith in baker mayfield um I got to see it in the playoffs. I got to see it. He's been playing well. I really think the Eagles going going to give it to him, to be honest with you. Like I cuz I even though they've been playing bad, they started off 10-1. A lot of the, a lot of that may come through 
sometimes going through the motion, not necessarily getting bored or whatever, because when you are a disciplined team and start playing sloppy football, that's more mentally than anything. That's not more of like, we don't got the personnel or whatever. It's more like a mental type thing. So I think, uh, like a lot of times, like you like 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 I was telling this guy before uh, when we was talking at the gym, he same equation with the Eagles. He was like, you know, I work at the warehouse. He was like, yo, I sit there and chill. You know, I work from to one to ten. I sit there and chill, but I know I got to have all these pallets up by ten o'clock. So from one to six, one seven, you know, I'm lollygagging a little bit, you know, because I already know when it come to time, I got to grind and make sure it's up by then. So when it's when it's uh, with the Bucks. Like I said, I don't tra- t- trust Baker Mayfield. I love Mike Evans. He'll probably be in the Chiefs jersey next year. Look out for that. But uh, it's just... Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that in the offseason. So, so uh, yeah, I'm going to go to the Eagles, and I'm going to the Eagles to trash them. I'm going to be honest with you. I think they're going to trash them. Okay. Because okay. that's just how much little faith I have in Baker Mayfield. I think the Eagles are going to trash With yeah, or without A.J. Brown, they're going to trash them. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I go okay. trash. Okay. So you think they 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 got that get right now that it's the playoffs and and, and they're gonna flip that switch basically? I just don't believe in Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield ain't gonna <laughs> give them no like they go keep giving them to turn it over or to make or not make the throws he need to make. I don't, I don't believe. And Rashard White actually, he's been better now that they involved him in the passing game, but him running the ball ain't been in, and is great. Uh, so they, the Eagles got a great run defense. Well, good run defense. The passion is where they uh, lack at. I just don't. Once you take, once you make them one dimensional, of course, a lot of quarterbacks is, that makes problems. But yeah, I don't believe in Baker Mayfield at all. And that will about do it for this week. Thank you for joining us on the Gospel, and remember, tell the truth. 